Hi, friends. This is Callie Cowan, and you're listening to the Doing Good Well podcast. This is a podcast for the dreamers, idealists, and visionaries who are changing the world for the better. This podcast is all about doing good and doing it well. And while we usually have an interview format on the podcast, I wanted to do something a little bit different today. You see, there was something that my last guest said that really resonated with me, and I wanted to take a few minutes just to unpack that a little bit. So consider this episode Callie's Comments, or insert some other cute tagline here. But what we're going to do is we're going to just kind of unpack what this particular statement means and how we can apply it to our own lives so that we can do good well in whatever sphere of influence we're in. I know some of you listening maybe work in the nonprofit sector, but some of you maybe work in the corporate world, or maybe you are working at home. Maybe your season of life is different than it was five years ago and it's different than it will be five years from now. I think that there are lessons here that we can all take away no matter where we are, what stage we're at in life. And so this is the statement that my guest Jody Jester said at the conclusion of episode three. When I asked her, what does it mean to do good well? She said this phrase and it has just echoed in my mind ever since. She said, I think it means to do less better. Do less better. You know, that's a little bit countercultural, isn't it? We live in a land of bigger, faster, stronger, more, more, more all the time, right? But I think that our culture is hitting a breaking point where we are starting to realize that slow is sometimes good. Simple is sometimes better. And so how can we do less better in our own day-to-day lives, whether that's our business life, whether that's our personal life? How do we trade hurried and rushed for savoring, soulful life experiences? And so I've noticed this is kind of a conversation that's been happening in a couple of different areas. One way I've seen it is um, there's actually four books that are coming out this fall from different authors that I enjoy, but they all are on this same topic. Um, the first one is um, When Less Becomes More by Emily Lay. If you know me at all, you know I'm a big Emily Lay fan. I love her simplified planners. I've loved her books, but this new book just came out, When Less Becomes More. And it's this idea of slowing down and enjoying the simple things, um, less becoming more. But then there's also these other books that are out, just coming out right now. Jefferson Bethke just released a book called To Hell with the Hustle. John Mark Homer just released a book called The Elimination, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I love that line, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And then Rebecca Lyons just came out with a book called Rhythms of Renewal. And these are all four authors that tend to publish in a very similar genre and with a similar audience. And they are all focusing on this same sort of concept of slowing down and maybe doing less better. 
So today on today's podcast, I just wanted to give some practical takeaways of things that I'm learning in my own life, but and I'm still on a journey. People recognize I haven't arrived yet, but these are some things that I am learning and I am trying to put into practice so I can do less better in my own life. So I want to ask you this first. When someone describes you or when someone asks how you're doing, does the word busy immediately come into the conversation? It has a lot for me and my husband. We live very full lives, but I've recognized that there's a difference in being busy where you feel like life is full and abundant. And there is a type of busy where life just feels out of control and overwhelming. Having a full life that might have a full schedule, but there are things that you're choosing to put on your schedule. It feels nourishing to me. I love doing a lot of things. I enjoy going to sporting events or going to festivals or doing things with my family. But what I don't enjoy is when I feel like my schedule is running me ragged. When there are things I'm just running from one thing to the next to the next, and you're never really savoring and enjoying those things that are on your schedule. And so what we have to do is pause, hit the pause button on life and say, does it have to be this way? Because I would venture to say it doesn't. It doesn't have, life doesn't have to feel like we're always in a hurry, like we're always rushing from one thing to the next, because I'm afraid when we do that, we're missing some of the life's most rich, beautiful experiences as we just hurry from one thing to the next. So I've got just five things for you to to kind of take away from this today, things to think about and how you can implement in your own life. The first is to simplify. And my kind of subtitle for that is to Marie Kondo your life. Are you guys familiar with the um, the Marie Kondo method where she talks about the art of decluttering, right? And how she, there, there's a Netflix special that I thoroughly enjoyed. It's a great um, time to, if you're looking to clean out a closet or something, go watch that for inspiration. And she talks about just getting rid of the unnecessary things, things that don't spark joy. And you can't, to do that, you have to take everything out of the closet or everything out of the junk drawer. And you just have to stop for a moment and say, what is even in here? Take inventory of your life and of your schedule. What have we, what's even on the schedule? And put it all, take it all out of the junk drawer and lay it up on the counter and look at it. I think that you have to start before you can even simplify, you have to assess. You've got to figure out where you are. You've got to figure out what's taking all your time. And why does it feel like this? Put it all out on the counter. And then you move to step two, which is choosing the best yes. I read a book a few years ago that really stuck with me. It's by Lisa Turkhurst, and it's called The Best Yes. And the premise of the book is that every yes is a no to something else. A yes to go to this networking event is a no to time with my family. And a yes to whatever those things might be in your life. A yes to one thing inevitably means a no to something else. And that's not always a bad thing. There are plenty of wonderful things to say yes to. But there is a recognition that there is a no inherent in that yes. And so we have to be really thoughtful about what we say yes to. We have to choose what is the best yes. And I'm sure many of you who are listening to this podcast 
are capable to do a number of things. There are a million things that you could do, but what are the things that you should be doing? If you're a leader, this is the way it translates. Only do what only you can do. Where should you be spending your time working on things that are your best yes for your organization? What can you delegate? What can you automate? And what is your best yes for how you're going to spend your time? And so picturing your life as that junk drawer and everything's up on the counter like Marie Kondo told us to do. When you're choosing what to put back in that drawer, I want you to think through the lens of what is the best yes for this particular season recognizing that different seasons have different flows. Right now, my husband is not only teaching, he's also teaching a brand new curriculum, which is requiring all new lesson plans, but he's also taking college classes right now too. He is at capacity for this season. So there are things that he can't say yes to that he might normally say yes to because this of this particular season. Saying no to something doesn't mean saying no forever, usually. It just says, no, for right now, you have to understand the season that you're in and choose the best yes for this particular season. Speaking of seasons, we're coming up on the holiday season, and this is a very practical thing to be thinking through as your calendar starts to fill up for the holiday season. Choose the best yes. It may even mean writing down ahead of time, what are your priorities for this season? What are the non-negotiables for you of these are the things I want to be able to experience with my family? Because you can't say yes to everything. So you need to identify what are the best yeses for your family. And honestly, the earlier you can decide those, the easier it is when all those opportunities to come to say, sorry, that doesn't fit with what my best yes is. And that will guard you from over committing yourself. Choose your best yes. Number three, monotask. I know, I know. Multitasking is where it's at, right? We pride ourselves on multitasking. I'm one of those people. Right? I feel like I can do a million things at once. But what I've realized is I can do a million things at once, but it doesn't mean I'm doing them well. This is where the do less better comes in, right? Sometimes we need to stop multitasking and monotask because what we're able to do to that for that one thing is far better than what we're able to do for a million things at once. So an example of this is really being present with our kids, not trying to get a 100 things accomplished while they're telling us about what happened at recess today, but being present in the moment and monotasking, sitting in front of our child and staring them in the eyes and listening to their day. I mean, honestly, it's even things like actually leaving your phone in your purse while you're driving and not pulling it out at every stoplight and scrolling through your feed. It might mean closing the extra tabs in your browser. Heaven forbid, I'm terrible at this. But only working on one thing at one time. Because research tells us that when we jump from one task to another, that we are losing time in the process. Our brains were not wired to flip back and forth between tasks like we try to make our brains do. And yes, it appears like we're being successful, but the level, the depth that we are able to achieve is just not the same as if we are focusing on one task at a time. To savor it, to savor each bite. It's like the difference between, you know, eating a meal really, really fast and just shoving that hamburger in your face or actually taking time to savor it. 
to enjoy it, to be present. We, we sometimes need to slow things down, to not try to do a million things at once. And again, this is where simplifying comes in. Because otherwise, if we just slow down and the list just gets longer, we feel more overwhelmed, right? But maybe that's because we need to take a few things off our list. And so we can slow down and savor and enjoy the moments to monotask, to be fully present and to do less better. The fourth piece of advice is to rest. I'm not good at this one either. I feel like everything I'm saying on this podcast is just stuff I need to hear back for myself. Rest. I've never been really good at this, but it is so important. And I don't just mean getting a good night's sleep, which is important, very important, but we need to rest from our activity as well. You know, God created our whole earth with rhythms. There's rhythms built into the way creation is designed to operate. There is night and day. There is a season for when harvest happens. There's a season for planting and a season for harvest, right? Things aren't going the same speed all the time. Even the ground needs time to lay fallow if it's going to produce a good crop. We need to let ourselves do that as well. We need to recognize that there's seasons of life where we may be in harvest mode and we are going 100 miles an hour and it's all good stuff. But then we need to recognize that then maybe we need seasons where things are a little bit slower, where we rest. And that may even be on a weekly basis. Sabbath was instituted once a week for a reason. Just like our bodies need to shut down and sleep, I think our minds do too. We can get into this 24-7 work habit where we never really set it down. And our minds and our bodies were not designed for that. We've got to learn how to rest, have rhythms of rest in our lives. And so that's going to be unique, I think, to each person, to what each person's life will allow. And maybe it starts small. But I would encourage you to find ways to build rest, true rest, into your schedule. To have times when I have a friend and he just turns off all the notifications on his phone one day a week. I think that's brilliant. I'm not there yet. I think it's brilliant. I have other people, they totally fast from all kinds of things one day a week. And for some people, it's sundown to sundown. Some people, it's a weekday. Some people, it's a weekend. Um, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that and that we've got to let ourselves rest. So that's number four is to rest just like creation is made with rhythms of rest. And then number five is savor. To savor life, to savor experiences. This is kind of this idea of fast food versus soul food, right? Sometimes we need to just slow down. We need to slow down and really savor the moments. We can be so on to the next thing that we miss the thing we're in right now. One of my stories about this is I was uh, traveling back from Europe. I'd gone on a trip as a teenager to Europe. And literally on the plane ride home, I'm already planning my next trip. And I remember my mom saying to me, Callie, there are three parts to every experience. There's the planning, the preparation. There's the actual experience. And then there's a time for reflection. And you have to go through each step for every experience. I was good at planning. I wasn't as good at experiencing and I was terrible at reflecting. I was so on to the next thing. 
And many times we live our lives this way. We're planning for the event. We kind of miss the event. Sometimes we forget to be present as it's actually happening because we're behind our screen or we're worried about something else. And then we never take time to just pause and reflect on what just happened. Every part is important in our lives to prepare, to experience, and to reflect. We need to take time to savor. I think that may be my word for 2020 is to savor. Where we just really soak in the richness of every experience. That we don't fly past it. We don't rush past it. That we become a little bit more deliberate in the way that we do things. Do less better. You know, when I think about how the world has been operating for thousands of years, we were kind of tied to these rhythms of seasons. You know, you couldn't get a tomato year round. That's not how tomatoes actually are supposed to grow. But because of modern technology and the industrial revolution, we're able to get whatever we want any time of the year. We've kind of lost some of those seasons, especially when you live somewhere like I do, where we don't have leaves that change color. We don't have snow in the ground. It's just kind of perpetually one season. But life was meant to live, be lived in seasons. And so how do we reclaim that where we really savor every season for what it is? And I think this is a really important message as we go into the holiday season Because we can become so busy jumping from one event to the next, to the next, to the next. And all of a sudden we are staring at the wrapping paper everywhere. We're like, what just happened? How is Christmas already over? As opposed to savoring every experience, savoring every moment, being fully present, doing less, but savoring it at a rich level. We're really soaking it in and enjoying those experiences and those opportunities. So just to recap, number one is to simplify, to Marie Kondo your life. Put it all out of the junk drawer and onto the counter. Number two, choose the best yeses. Choose the things that you're actually called to do for this season. And again, if you're a leader, that means only do what only you can do. Delegate and automate the rest. Choose the best yes for the season of your life that you're in. Number three, monotask. Take time to do one thing at a time and do it well. Don't try to do a hundred things at once. Number four, rest. Creation is made with rhythms of rest. We need to find rhythms of rest for our own lives. And number five, savor. Take time to enjoy and experience every part of the things that you're doing. The preparation, the experience, and the reflection. Savor the moments. I think if we could start to do those things, our lives would be lives of doing, maybe doing less, but we'd be doing it better. I think we wouldn't feel feel overwhelmed. We would feel full. Does that make sense? I hope that that speaks to you. If you are feeling rushed, if you're feeling hurried, if you're feeling overwhelmed, I would encourage you to take those steps. I'd love to hear from you. Hear if that resonates with you. Um, Those books that I mentioned are great resources. And I would encourage you to look into those as well. If this is something that the Holy Spirit is really putting on your heart of, wait a second, maybe I need to rethink some of these things about my life so that I can do good well by doing less better. So that's today's episode 
of the Doing Good Well podcast. A little bit different format today, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I would love to hear from you. You can review the podcast um, wherever you listen to it, rate it, review it. All those things would be wonderful. And uh, I'd love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast, what might be helpful to you. So I encourage you to do that. I'm also, you can find me on social media. I'm at Callie Cowan on Instagram, on Facebook. I have a, a website, CallieCowan.com. You can find me there as well. And I would just love to hear from you and how you are doing good well, or maybe in this specific instance, how you are going to do less better. As always, this podcast is produced by Info Pilgrims. If you have ever thought about starting your own podcast, I would encourage you to reach out to these guys. They are just an incredible team of people who can help make those podcast dreams come to life. And they actually just opened a brand new podcast studio um, if you're local to the area, but they're willing to work with you wherever you are. I'm so proud of these guys. I'm so thankful for the work that they do, just high quality work. And uh, they've helped make my podcast dreams come true. And I know that they would love to do that for you as well. Until next time, I'm Callie Cowan, and this is the Doing Good Well podcast.